If you're a regular listener, you know we've been in the middle of reviewing, exploring the ODN's OD competency framework. Uh, And today we're talking about the fourth of five competencies, credible strategists. But I'm going to digress, which we do an awful lot of today in our conversation. Uh, What's really becoming clear to Joyce and I uh, in going through this process is seeing the gift of the ODN professionals that put this competency framework together, primarily because so much of what we do in OD is porous, it's invisible, in some cases it may be underestimated, and what the gift is that ODN gave us a concrete framework to see our value to the organization. Uh, So, uh, yeah, it's really important, and that's kind of getting beyond today's conversation. But as you're going to find out all too quickly, Joyce and I did have the tendency to not only not protest too much, but also to digress too much. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Grab a snack. We were just talking about (laughs) a guilty pleasure of Jif peanut butter. (laughs) You know, it has to be cashew peanut butter at $18 a jar. Even perfect peanut butter comes with its risk, you know, whether it be getting on your clothes or. (laughs) There is no innocence sticking to your tooth for two hours after having a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) My brother and I used to, we were a Skippy family, used to fight to get to the first, a new jar of peanut butter and wipe our finger through it, make a swipe. So that when the next one opened it, they went, ah, he already (laughs) did that. It was a big moment in our household. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great setup. Uh, meaning that you and I were talking about introducing a new podcast because we oh. we so much get into a topic and drill down, and yeah. then we realize we're not talking about the topic we said we were going to talk about. No, keep looking. We are going to have a podcast called I Digress. As you say, I digress? I, I think we said we digress. <laughs> we, we digress. We do. We're, we're going to talk about peanut butter, credible strategists, ugh. Yeah. Boring topic. <laughs> Here we are. We said we would, um, you know, share the ODN uh, global model for organizational development, and that it was a gift to people who can't explain what OD is. And I recently um, had that very conversation with a new organizational development person in a large company, and one of her goals was to explain to the large organization what it is. And she, we talked about all kinds of stuff. And I she said, what is it? Just tell me. And I said, it's designing something, a change that should be good to intervene in an organization with, and it enhances what the company can do. It makes it better. It's a change that you design and measure that makes things better. She said, oh, why don't they just say that? (laughs) 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 So anyhow, we are talking about the um, strategic catalyst. And 
the results-oriented leader and the trusted advisor. And what I didn't like about the title for this was credible strategist. Is that right? Yes. It kind of begs the point, right? Well, I think it protests too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, well, we're so used to not being viewed as good uh, business people that one of our goals is to be credible. Well, you either are a good strategic catalyst or you're not. But anyway, I want to support the idea of, well, healthy companies really do know what their strategy is and they really do sell and tell it. Um, But being able to speak the organizational language and to study in depth what the barriers are and what's trying to be achieved is essential. Whether you're doing team building or individual coaching or large um, 350 person town meeting like we did to begin to um, explicate, oh, there's a big word, the new strategy at Hannaford. So uh, I was just bugged by the credible. Yeah. You do have to be credible, but there was something like you're either a good strategic catalyst or you're not. Well, remember earlier, uh, under system change, uh, they're referred to as an expert, and that kind of annoyed you as well, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I digress. Um, (laughs) After being on this topic a couple weeks, I'm, I at first was having a question in my mind. When I look at these five competencies, it all seems like they're the same competency said another way. Uh, and, and I've come around to the fact that I was wrong, or I am wrong. Yes, I was just uh, going to say. <laughs> well, I beat you to the punch. <laughs> uh, and, and I think credible strategists is where it really hits home to me that, you know, you can say, well, there's efficient designer in that. There's system change expert in that. Uh-uh. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to talk about informed consultant. So when, when I ask the question, what is different about this particular competency that distinguishes it uh, is the fact that there's a lot of what we refer to as emotional intelligence that's mm-hmm. embedded under each one of the areas under uh, uh, the credible strategist. So I don't know where to go with that, only uh, it helped me distinguish uh, because it's about being able to understand where an organization is. So that's kind of understanding others. It's understanding who you are and how you show up and has an influence. Uh, and then ultimately to be someone who uh, is a sponge uh, in terms of listening, uh, doing research, uh, asking good questions uh, that, that I think all comes uh, under the umbrella of emotional intelligence. Yeah, I, and I think I, I balked at the credible, but when I read the descriptions, it's certainly something that we did every day, but we were lucky that we were uh, part of the top team too. Yeah. But, uh, to, but to be a strategic catalyst, You've got to understand where the organization has been and where it's going and then find the opportunity to design an intervention that's going to move it along faster or bigger uh, or more effectively. 
And that's where also under that, I think, I know I had to do some persuading. Yeah. Or lots of conversations. And I didn't wait to be called in. I knocked on the door of whomever and said, is this what's going on? Is this where we're headed? Well, how about this? Because I do remember uh, at one point when there was a, a tightening of strategy. Yeah. Even to the point in marketing where we brought in every piece of paper, every communication and filled a room with it to see how discrepant the message was um, and how to get very clear on strategy and we pulled one of the um, big retreats was to pull the top 150 together and have them understand the strategy and we suggested this we brought it up and said let's do this and have people sharpen the edge of strategy by saying this is what we're saying big yes to this is what we're saying big do to big no to and here's what don't you dare do it yes because and we really, it, it seems so simple when you have a design like that. It produced the best conversations from everything. Should we continue to do um, weekly specials uh, in the newspaper? Should we spend time on X or Y? It cleaned up the strategy so that everybody could rate, relate it, whether, it's, whether it was HR or marketing or the stores, they were the hardest ones to get aligned with um, a clean strategy. So you've got to demonstrate that you get it. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, that the, the example that you just gave, uh, and we've said this before, it's not necessarily as a strategist knowing the direction or knowing the answer. It's how to frame up the conversation in a way that, that makes strategy clear the way that you describe. So th this kind of goes back to, you don't have to be the expert. You don't have to be the person that comes up with the solution. You just need uh, to really contemplate what is the right process? What is the right conversation uh, to make strategy clearer and more focused? And I think it's really hard to do that unless you are really in touch with what's going on at the very top level, however you get that whether it's in the cafeteria or, and I think both you and I did sit at the top table and talked about, do we sell this? Do we do that? Should that company last? Is because we showed um, the overall business strategy. We got it, they knew it, and our input was respected beyond OD or people impact. Yeah. I. I, I I was going to say, I don't like to put you on the spot, but the, the truth is I do like putting you on the spot. That is the um, truth. Let's digress. <laughs> well, I, 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 when I look at this and, and listening to you, I think about something that you did with uh, Rick at Food Lion was to uh, have him get good with and have him uh, be able to do something very different uh, in terms of connecting with the markets and connecting with the stores and listening to the stores. Uh, and that was the Rick at Retail. Uh, mm. I think you as a credible strategist, I mean, if I look at the dynamics uh, prior, mm -hmm. you know, stores felt unheard. Stores felt like they didn't have a voice back yeah. in Salisbury. And, and literally, that was an incredible, uh, uh, you know, 
uh, tell process. What the it, tell what the it was. Well, the, the, the it was having the CEO, as Rick used to describe it, going to the other end of the organization. So in this case, it was him and, and a couple members of his team going into a market, into a store, and setting up a conversation in the back room of the store. Yeah. So yeah. the symbolic, I'm coming to your home. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was, uh, in many cases, Rick... Uh, sharing, but more importantly, and he would say this, it was tell me what's on your mind. And, and uh, you know, he did that, what, for five years plus? I mean, he, yeah. he was disciplined. And he, when he got a lot out of it. Oh, yeah. Gosh. He got a lot of mileage and a lot of sniff of what was going on. You know, embedded in that too, and I don't know how much the discipline lasted, was uh, for Rick and whoever came with him to walk the store and doing positive inquiry, yes. talking only about what looked really great, which is the opposite of most store visits that were fear-inducing and shaming. And uh, I don't know how much they stuck to that because I had moved on. Yeah, well, it, actually, that's a great point. I It was about giving the uh, region or the market an opportunity to share with Rick some of the positive things that were happening in the store. Uh, mm -hmm. Another big symbolic uh, uh, part of the Rick at Retail was sharing a meal together. Oh. Uh, so it wasn't one of fancy meals. Sometimes it was out of the deli. Sometimes it was, yeah. you know, a, a, a to-go restaurant. Uh, but just sharing a meal uh, yeah. at the end was, was pretty powerful. Yeah, I, and I had really forgotten about that. That was a really big strategic catalyst. We're talking about resorts, a results-oriented leader. Yeah. Sometimes, here's the dilemma of that. And once again, it's I do protest too much. Not I, but we as OD people. You don't want to spend more time measuring <laughs> results than you do creating an intervention. You know, you can say oh, yeah. what I think that, our, and because uh, our credibility grew, we weren't often asked to demonstrate the ROI. They could get it if you know what I mean. But well, um, I, yeah, not not to dwell on the record retail. I mean, the the outcomes, the goals, what you wanted to measure were really soft targets, uh, from my perspective, in terms of building a relationship, uh, creating a dialogue. I mean, there was there wasn't anything along the lines of grow market by ten percent, or mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, yeah. So uh, I don't know where to go with that, but um, uh, I I do. <laughs> Sometimes you could have measured in your role. Are you more motivated after Rick's visit? Are you aware of the three yeah. things that? Um, the CEO felt matter most. It could have been measured. Rick trusted um, our judgment at that point, so didn't demand that. He saw and experienced the plus. Yes. But a big one was when we um, partnered retail with corporate people to in, uh, increase sales per store. And well, I think we've talked about that at one of our segments, but we can do it again. What a great intervention that was for getting corporate people involved in ROI of a store 
and I just wish we'd tightened it and used it every year. I think it was would have been great. And so does the former CEO. He said, that's one where we missed getting yeah, the bang yeah. for the buck we could have out of that. Um, trusted advisor. You and I both were, I think, I think many external OD people or coaches are very trusted advisors. It's a lot easier, I think, when you're internal. Oh, for sure. And I, there's a weird insight I don't, well, it's just tricky. You want to be a trusted advisor, but you don't want to lift the burden from the executive or the leader that you're working with. And I, I, I worked with an external consultant and we worked well together, but he, oh, here's a word, infantilized the CEO. He did the CEO's job for him. The CEO could not have a tough conversation or fire somebody or he would call on this person to really facilitate it and do it. So, yeah, I, I can, if I could see heads nodding out there, I bet there are listeners that are saying, I've seen it, you know, where you, you have this kind of sidekick that literally kind of steps into some of the heavy lifting that the, uh, that the CEO or leader needs to do. And not only have <coughs> they seen it, we've been it. So let's, yes. let's be humble about our own um, becoming teacher's pet for tough situations. Yeah, uh, we carried an aura around with us, whether we wanted to or not, that people read more into by how many times you hung out in the office with the door closed or, or whatever. So I, th I, I think it's something to watch for. Yeah. And, and you know, what's a fine line, because in some regards, without the negative uh, aspects of being the pet, uh, Ultimately, you want the closeness of that relationship. You want the linkage. And I think about a new CEO comes in or the new head of HR comes in. You know, it's not like your credible strategist gets thrown out the window, but it's kind of a reset yeah. where you have to kind of introduce uh, the value that you're going to bring into this conversation uh, again. And, and ultimately, you want enough successes over time that, that you become that trusted advisor. Yeah. Like I can't imagine not having this person in the room when we're discussing important matters of the company. And I think one of the things that I worked hard on was to try to, um, once again, it says have an active network of relationships and partnerships inside and outside. I, I, I tried to do that. I called it my sandbox. I had a lot of people in my sandbox. <laughs> we needed a beach. Um, <laughs> and and did a lot of coaching a lot of and called in on crisis weren't you called in a lot on crisis oh gosh yeah i mean typically I mean, uh, crises that were huge yeah no i've uh i mean Suicide. mine range from the murder of uh, uh a customer in a store uh that happened to work at the store uh to uh, you know, natural uh, catastrophes like hurricanes. So, um, you know, there, um, 
I don't know what hat you necessarily wear, but you're ultimately seeing uh, someone who the organization can ask, given whatever it is that happened, what are some ways that we can work our way through it? What are some ways that we can, um, you know, represent uh, our best face uh, to the community in terms of how we want to show up? Absolutely. Yeah. So take that credible out. <laughs> I okay, know that credible. To be, I understand what they're saying. You have to show yourself as valid in all these areas to be a credible strategic well, partner. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know why it I'm with you. I, well, I don't want to raise the ire of uh, the ODN leadership, uh, but I would have felt much more comfortable if if a uh, credible strategist was called trusted advisor. Mm -hmm. Well, but they're so really, there you have uh, it. That, that's different because that, that, that's what they're really talking about is do you get the business dummy and get out of your OD um, bubble? Yes. So I'm back to saying credible is fine. <laughs> I do. <decry>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. just got to, we have a couple more minutes. Uh, so be thinking about, uh, how you want to close this out. See how I put the burden on you? Yeah, Come I on, do. Joyce. Um, <laughs> I, how, you've worked internally and externally. How, and I've coached. I've done leadership coaching individually. But I don't know if I would have been as effective <clears throat> as I was if I hadn't been inside because I just get her scattered around and listened and asked and poked and suggested. And it helped me form an accurate possibility for an intervention. Yeah. Which, and so, then I, and I never just went in and plopped it on the table because everybody poked holes in everything I ever suggested. <laughs> and it got even, better. Even yourself included. <laughs> yes. It got oh, yeah. better. Oh, I don't, gosh, I don't believe what I just said. Why? <laughs> Oh, they laughed at me a lot. Yeah, yeah. I So oh, I'm going God. to give you an example uh, that as an external consultant, so I was ODHR consultant into a company, yeah. and where I felt that I was a credible strategist is the CEO, even though I was doing work with his team and inside the organization, after working with them a couple of months, he says, you know, Bob, I want to have lunch with you once a month. Mm -hmm. And and we get out of the office. We actually can go to a different town. We'll meet somewhere else. And I just want to talk about what's on my mind. Wonderful. Uh, and and so you know, it wasn't coaching per se, but I think that that uh, it, to going back to your theme earlier of having a clear uh, sense of what the strategy should be or the next moves. I I think I contributed. I mean, I'm not saying it. He said it to me. That yeah. that th those two hours that we would spend around the lunch were the most valuable uh, service that I performed for the company. Yay! Let's not digress. Let's not digress. Okay, let's, Joyce. Uh, let's say that we were lucky enough. Yeah. To be credible. What are we? Incredible stress. We're, we're, a trust, we're trusted advisors, and now that you agree with it, 
we're credible, uh, critical. <laughs> Let's end this while we're ahead. We're credible strategists. Next week, we, we do our- We are brilliant. Don't ever we forget it. Oh, God. Can I think of a more boring uh, name for uh, uh, a, a, an OD competency? Informed consultant. Yes. That's what we're talking about next week. I already don't like informed. It means I had the answer. Okay, but by oh, the boy. end of the discussion, we'll come back to liking it. And I want to thank the ODN people that put together this global model. I bet it took a year at least. And with a lot of wordsmithing and, and people used to say in a meeting when they were tired of having to do sharp thinking, well, we're just wordsmithing. No, you're not. You're creating meaning. You're creating meaning. And one of the, the gifts of this document is it takes work that can be invisible and underestimated and makes it hefty and and seen end of our discussion drop the mic and walk out the door bye, bye, -bye. Joyce and I uh, really hope that you're able to kind of laugh along with us today. It was uh, a fun session, and uh, even though uh, I think it's typical of us, uh, we kind of strayed and talked about some different things. Uh, but ultimately, we did get around to the topic, and I think we landed some planes, and hopefully you left with some good ideas. So we love getting your emails. Uh, let us know what's on your mind. If you've got something you think is worth sharing, get in touch with us about potentially being a guest on the Bob and Joyce Talk H-R-O-D. So thanks for coming in today, and until next week, be well.